0: Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.
1: Dove dreams of the world outside the cult. But the big, strong construction worker on the road scares her. Jake is an ex-convict with a hard life. He knows he can't have the pretty girl in the flowing white dress. The shy curiosity in her blue eyes drives him wild. But one touch could send him back to jail. Or worse. Saved from the Cult by Winter James is out now. 99 cents and free in Kindle Unlimited. Go on with your taboo loving self and click this book. Trust me, you will not be sorry.
0: Hey, lady listeners. Hey, hey. lady DJs. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> kind of awkward yeah, like, what's going on <laughs> nothing just you know everybody quarantined and <laughs> it's kind of nice though that yeah. we had this set up already because if we lived in the same town we'd have to come over to each other's house or whatever and do this together but you know we're a long distance so this was already in place we've we've been social distancing I mean some might say we
1: were yeah so well some might say we're visionaries <laughs> I don't know
0: I mean no <laughs> They might say that. that They might say that. Not one person would say that. (laughs) You don't know. I would just say, like, I saw that meme where it's, like, when someone calls your your everyday life quarantine, it's, like, the monkey's, like, looking at the camera, like, shit. Because <laughs> it's, like, your, your <laughs> yeah. self-quarantine is and That's your social I distancing. Was I, was like,
2: I was, like, now everybody's social distancing. Us introverts really got to step it up.
0: I know, right? <laughs> I saw Mel said that one that said, check on your extrovert friends. They're not okay. Nobody's checked on me, guys, okay? Nobody's checked on me. I'm not doing all right. Oh, the podcast helps. Welcome.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Seta it, Set J Week. Oh, I love Seta. Here on the podcast. I do too. She has a, brought us a lovely book called Slake His Thirst, which is going to be- Ooh, I love um, that name. It's very sci-fi, very sexy- we're glad to have her and we yes. know her like we've Seta met her is the I think I met her at RT Dallas think, okay for the first time and I like I when I go to conferences I'm not really big on like approaching groups and talking to them and but she came right over to me and I just remember like having the nicest conversation with her and she has this beautiful smiling face and she's so open and she friendly she
0: is she's tiny and um, too. she's just like this little ball great. of just sweet sunshine she is <laughs> she's so nice she's so positive she's just like, I I just, I'd never met someone just so nice and sweet and kind. And I just, I didn't expect it, you know, with somebody who writes some nasty stuff.
1: (laughs) I think she was one of the first people to like engage with me on Twitter when I was just like becoming an author, like just become an author. And I remember, I have like really good feel, uh, memories mm-hmm. of her just being nice yeah, on Yeah, yeah. Speaking of RT Dallas, do you guys remember being in the lobby and like throwing things at me across the room? Yeah.
2: <laughs> not, I don't remember that, but that's not surprising.
1: <laughs> no, I was sitting there talking to my friends, and like all of a sudden, and this is, I mean, I guess you, I, I knew you was bloggers yeah. back then. I just start feeling like little, I think like little ice cubes seeing me. <laughs>
0: I was like, "What? The this fuck? is
1: not su- like." I look over, and you guys are like,
0: "Hey!" <laughs> 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 oh, is that what we sound like? We sound like drunk old men <laughs> across
1: the room. Yeah, you did. yeah I remember,
0: like nice. at one point, yeah. sitting on the floor with you, and I was probably a couple drinks in, just like, just, "Where are you gonna go, Indie? and you self publish?" Like, I remember, I remember having that conversation.
1: Yeah, I think I remember mm-hmm. that too. <laughs>
0: Should have listened back
1: then. Right? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Instead of waiting another four nah, years. You got around
0: to it in your yeah. own time. That's your Tessa move. You're like, oh, I'll do it when I'm good and fucking ready.
1: When I'm good and <laughs> yep. fucking
0: ready. So, should we talk about, okay, let's get the unpleasantries
1: out of the sure. way, I guess. Like, we're in quarantine. Obviously, everybody that's, prob- that's listening to this is probably in mm-hmm. quarantine. And this is five, this goes live in five days. So, You know the world's kind of uncertain right now. We don't know. When you said that, I
2: was kind of like, oh, what's
1: five days gonna be? I know. It's like who knows what's gonna be like in five days. So anything that we say on this podcast, if it if it it sounds insensitive in five days, this is our preemptive apology. You know, because we don't know what the world's gonna look like and like you know just what people are gonna be going through. Because it's like a really weird time. You're stuck inside. You don't. You're not going to a job. Your husband's not going to a job. Your kids aren't going to school, and you're kind of waiting and seeing, I don't know, just to anybody out there who's having a hard time, it's going to be fine. Well, just do what you're supposed to do and you wait You know, my it out. friend
0: um, Jamie, she's a nurse and her husband is, um, uh, does like uh, I think he does stuff with like ambulances. Was that EMT? They're both working. Like they're both still working. Yeah. Their son has to go to like care like during the day and stuff. And it's like, you know, she said, I'm not able to stay home. She's a, she's an RN at a hospital and she you knows she's, you know, those people are the ones that I'm like, you know, I think, you know, I feel really bad for in this situation. And it's like, you know, i realize realized how fortunate we are to be able to quarantine and be able to stay home with our kids and, you know, that kind of thing, you know, we're really lucky. And so the, all those lady listeners out there, if you're listening to this on your way to work, just know we fucking love you right now. And we're with you. So, Yeah, all
1: the medical workers, Delivering. for sure. Yeah, de- people, UPA, all those
0: guys, mail carriers. All these
1: people that are,
2: it's kind of sensational to see all these people that are really working the front lines of jobs that people have demiss- dismissed for so yes. long. Yes. I'm like, these are our My front freaking garbage
0: right man now. that came out yesterday, and the people who picked up our recycling, I like waved at them. I was like, thank you, like, as they're picking up trash and stuff because they don't, I mean, what's their choice, you know? Like, I mean, they're doing a job that is normally really shitty and now they're having their own concerns about what am I being exposed to while I do this super shitty job. You know, and those are people that, I mean, it's not that I never thought about them before, but they are on the forefront of my mind during this. You know, the people that have to continue to go out and do these things. And the
1: scientists that are probably killing themselves yeah. trying to come up with oh, yeah. somebody yeah. to fucking cure this thing. I mean, that I'm just like, I wish I could send them a. Drink. I saw this
0: joke yesterday you know? that said in two weeks, the moms are going to figure out figure out a, uh, a vaccine for this. <laughs> they're like, let these kids stay home two more weeks and moms are going to figure out the whole this shit out.
2: <laughs> well, Jerry yeah, rings some, yeah, yeah some holistic. And it said uh, something else
0: said something about like can't, I can't wait to see all the inventions that come out of this quarantine, with all these moms and dads at home, like trying to f- keep their kids occupied. All these games they come up with. So
1: honestly, I mean, we've never played so many board games in our life. Like we have been playing. And that's the one thing I wanted to talk about was silver yeah, linings. Yeah. Like, have you guys noticed any silver linings, like, as you, st- like, while you've been stuck home? Well, like, that's, what... I know, obviously, that, you know, there's not all, not everybody yeah, has a silver yeah. lining, but, but there can mm-hmm. be some. Well,
0: I, I know I sent you guys that question beforehand. What positive effect has the quarantine had on your daily life? <sighs> like,
1: I, I feel like I'm, I, I think I feel like it, you I'm recognizing what's important. And I think that I've had a few instances of that in the last couple of years, but, you know, and so it's weird. I've gone into like this mode of I'm not. I just went right into this. Okay, this is what we're doing of acceptance. Like I've been preparing for this my whole life. Like I, because I'm so doom and gloom in all worst case scenario that I was like, okay, here it is. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. in it. And it's happened. It's happening. Yeah. And I'm, you know, like I've been preparing for this, and I'm just making really rational decisions, and. Um, I think that rec- I've just been recognizing what's mm-hmm. important and holding on yeah. to it, you know.
0: You know, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was like, okay, what are some some high like some high points that I have I've, I've felt during this time? And one of the ones was yesterday. You know, we're I don't know how this worked out, but when we bought this house, there is an Episcopal church across the street from us that has this little tiny playground attached to it. And nobody ever uses this. It's fenced in, but they leave the gate open so people in the community can use the playground. But I'm surrounded by several older families that they don't have young children. So nobody uses this playground. And so we've gotten to go across the street and use it. And there was a point the other day and, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, I was laughing with my kids. And I was like, I don't remember the last time I played with them like this. And I was like, like, that got me really teary because I was like, oh, shit, you know.
1: We've been playing this game in the backyard where my daughter, like, we have a swing set. And so, like, my daughter, she, like, starts swinging. And then I go across the yard and I kick the soccer ball at her. And we try to time it so that she's swinging forward at the same time the soccer ball gets there. And then she kicks it across the yard. And I'm not kidding you. Six to eight hours. (laughs) we've spent doing this game like and she's and we're laughing our asses off because it's so funny like when she misses it's so funny <laughs> like um when she just whiffs it and her, her foot goes flying up in the ball it just it's great um and we're just I'm you know like learning that I'm capable of things that you know like improvising yeah. and yeah I think there's I've- yeah Mel what are your do you have any silver linings um
2: yeah I mean I'm hanging out with my daughter more a little bit, but she's like 14. She goes off and does her own things. She only comes around me when she's really bored. She'd be like, "Get on this hoverboard, <laughs> do this
0: dance." No, and then she'll hang I on want to with talk to you about gone. that hoverboard incident, okay? First of all, <sighs> Mel posts a video in our Facebook group, "Read Me Romance Headquarters," where her daughter is like filming her getting on a hoverboard in front of a fire that almost burns her house down. <laughs>
1: My God, I didn't even realize. Yes, in front that of the fire, there was she fire. puts a chair yeah.
0: in front of the fireplace with the hearth behind her that she can easily smack her head on, and is just like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine." Like, do you know how many people have died on these things?
2: Like Melissa, have they really? I just thought I didn't think I was gonna like fall dramatically I thought if I fall I'm gonna catch myself no
0: so you didn't know that was not what happened I was like I think my comment on was they're all shouty cats get away from the goddamn fireplace also you look adorable
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mel is your living room always pitch black with a fire
0: going <laughs> no right yes <laughs> About yeah, I know because I like that no, I, I like that you've embraced that
2: well what I do is I like to write at night, like when the sun's down. That is my favorite time to write is when the sun's down. So it's like I go back and forth. I write. I do my top of the hour stints. And then I go back to the couch. And I would like the living room to be like a candle smelling good, a fire on, and the sofa. So then I lay on the sofa until it's my turn to go write again. So I like it to be very nice. It's like my retreat for a minute, then back to my office. Retreat for a minute, back to the office. So it's like a getaway. Nice. This
0: is how the the fire log fell though, during this. This retreat. is how the fire log during a writing. <laughs> that's what you get for writing. Is all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but, but that one isn't a real fire that was going. So that's the fake fire.
0: That's the cans. Because i
2: yeah, that's the cans. It looks like a fire, but it's not. I can show a picture if nobody's seen the can fire before. But it's fake. I'm out of logs, so and I can't go to the hardware store, so. Here I am. It gets <laughs> not burning down the house.
0: Thank God.
2: But other so, than that, no, it's so quiet here. All of these kids have adapted to summer life. Yeah. They're sleeping till noon. They, they're up when I'm asleep. I'm sleeping when they're, or I'm up and now nobody's up. So it's like, I just see them for this chunk and that's it. And then my son hasn't been home in like six
0: days. Well, technically you're on spring break. They haven't started your like school schedule yet. I'm wondering how that's going to affect you guys with both your kids trying to keep on the schedule.
2: Um, I don't think that they're going back Kansas who's next. Who's right next door to us has already said they're not going back to school. And I think being in the middle of the country, yeah. things aren't going to get bad here yeah. for another two to three weeks. Especially being I'm ruler than Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. So we're really, I don't think we're going what back. About, and like, they have not sent us anything. What about like standardized testing? I think going to push us to next. That's one of my big questions. I think it's going to be different.
0: What about, like, standardized testing and stuff? Like, that's one of my big questions is, like, you know, my daughter has to take, like, the end of grade, like, their EOGs for the first time this year in third grade. And so they're supposed to have those, like, in May.
2: I think they're just going to have to suck it up and not do it. it
1: they're going to do it, is. it online. They're going to have to figure out how to get it online. Yeah. You think they're going to do you know? the standardized
2: testing online? Oh,
0: God, How? Not everybody has all. Well, and how could they prove computers? that you didn't like look things up? You know, I don't know. I mean, I wonder if they'll just like be like, just like, "Oh, we're just, just cashing in this year, guys. It's cool." <laughs> you know, yeah. Or just we'll, get free yeah, pass. We're, we're just gonna give it a miss
1: this year because I mean, th- this is not this is unprecedented. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things are just gonna have to get canceled and not yeah. happen.
0: All right, what's what's something new you've discovered during this time that you've enjoyed? Oh, that I've enjoyed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, was, like, I, like, I know, I was just way. getting a list ready. <laughs> no, like something, you've, something new you've discovered that, that's getting you through this, that you like. I uh, said so it could be like an Instagram account, a TV show, a book. Is there something new that during this time you're like, oh, I like this. Tess and I both started McMillions the other night. <laughs> oh. I'm only two episodes in though. So I haven't met sad pony yet.
1: I've just started the third. I just started the third one last night, but we have to talk about Jerry Columbo's wife.
3: (laughs) She's amazing. I cannot
1: believe you didn't even tell me about her. She gets better.
2: Cause I can't, I can't tell you about her because she, she keeps progressing and her ending is like,
1: what? (laughs) Okay. So like we're, first of all, uh, I don't know how wise it is to talk about the mob. <laughs> go
0: ahead. A mob. There's life. like
1: so Jerry Colombo was like Jobs you know, in the world, I, I'm not scared,
2: okay? <laughs> <laughs> I the think it's anymore. fair to say
1: he was he was a, uh, a member of the mob. So anyways, <laughs> his wife is in this documentary because he, he was involved in like this whole scam with McDonalds and the Monopoly game. So his wife so the first like They go to interview her, and the very first frame of her on the show is her putting on, like in the mirror, doing her makeup, and this this long, like fire engine red hair. And you're like, who is this bitch?
0: (laughs) And like, she's got a cigarette. She's she's got cigarette on her makeup vanity as she's putting on her makeup. And I was like, wow, that's 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 oh, it's like that the whole time. But you
1: can't tell how old she is. No. So then but in the mirror. So then they go to her and she's sitting on a couch in like a I'm I'm t- I'm talking like a red mini dress. <laughs> like a
0: corset belt. With a belt,
1: corset, yeah, <laughs> long hair, full like makeup, like she's going to a nightclub. And she's probably in her like late 60s,
0: would you say? Yeah.
1: And I was like, and then she starts talking, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my she, god!" But just like
0: Mel said, everybody is a character in this. Like it's they like are. like if you scripted this, you wouldn't believe it. You couldn't hire an actor. to No, play that it's so good. You
1: it, You'd it, be like, she's too. She's doing it too uh-huh. over the top. She's too over the top. And you're just but at I the have, end. There's people like. Wait, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just saying, I just can't wait for you to see her at the end and what all she ends up going through. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> all right. Up. I guess we're
0: here. So. Because you guys yeah. get to
2: find out who the informants
0: are and stuff. Yeah, I know. So I, I'm only two episodes in, so I don't know what else happened. That's one thing that I have that I would say has been my my biggest indulgence during this quarantine time would be a bath. And because I had like my thigh tattoo, I had it finished. Um, two weeks ago, and I had to wait two weeks before I could take a bath, and that was up last night, and so I got in, and I took a two-hour soak, and it was so fucking wonderful that when I got out, I didn't want to watch TV, so... Even though I have a TV in the bathroom. <laughs> I have a TV in there. But um I will watch The Office because I wanted some comfort. So oh, I love the it's office. So good. You know what?
1: Okay, this is what I've been watching that's been really mm-hmm. comforting to me. Lego Lego Masters. Ooh,
0: what's that?
1: Okay, so it's like this show hosted by Will Arnett.
3: <gasps> oh, I know um, what you're from. Who talking is the about. voice of yes, Lego Batman? Yes. Yeah.
1: So he so it's like um ten couples which it, it doesn't necessarily mean a romantic couple it's like sisters or like brothers father, or son. father yeah, son. Yeah. and they get these crazy challenges and it's like uh to build lego to be able to build like a lego scene each week has a theme like they had to build a bridge last oh, week shit. and then they they basically had to put weight on it until it collapsed and then whoever had who, whoever's bridge could hold the most oh, awesome. weight won. Where are the you challenge. watching this
0: at? What are you watching on? Uh, I is it I don't Netflix? Even know. I, feel like it's, I feel like it's um, go find it. Go get in your go in your living you. room. Turn on the TV.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna look it okay. up right now. Um, it it's just really soothing because there's something about like things that don't have any consequences. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like,
0: just like fun. Like building mm-hmm.
1: a Lego thing is pure enjoyment. It's kind of like watching. I don't know, like a cupcake yeah. battle or something. It's like, it's nice if they win. And obviously it could change people's lives if they win this big prize. But you're also kind of like, it doesn't have a lot of real-world consequences. Yeah. And that's just really nice. And it's soothing. Well, and I was
0: thinking that too. I was like, can the Great British Baking Show just release another season real quick for us? Anything. Yeah, any, just give me just just anything a review right, right now. I've
2: seen people asking Andy, if anybody knows who Andy on E is. They were like, we want the shows. So they were like, we're trying, but we're not. There's so many things,
1: Yeah, I'm guessing
2: commercials and stuff, uh-huh. that they have dipped okay. so Lego
1: Masters is just on Fox,
0: but you can, you know, you can get it on Oh, demand.
2: okay, so it's like, it's airing My on regular My husband watches that. Now that it's said, really okay. fun. Okay,
0: I need yeah. to watch that thing, because that sounds amazing. Sorry. Now, just just go said, ahead.
2: one thing I've kind of enjoyed. I don't know, it might be kind of depressing. I don't know. I've been emailing with a lot of people this week, because I'm messing with orders and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've... I've enjoyed the fact that everybody is connected within this. So it's not like you say, stay safe and healthy. You can say, you say that to the world. It doesn't matter who you're emailing, who you're, it's like, everybody is on the same team right now. In the whole world.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's been kind of like, oh, I, it's, it's oddly nice. It was kind of. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's on the same team.
1: And a lot of people have been saying like, you know, be kind. Everybody just remember to be kind to each other. So I saw a friend in town post about, um, you know, like not being able to find toilet paper. And so I, you know, I don't have a lot of toilet paper, but I was like, do you, I saw I had messaged her and I said, do you want me to do you need a roll of toilet paper like I'll pop pop by and drop it on your doorstep and she was like no I'm you know I'm fine for now don't worry about it thanks for Mm. asking she goes I'm just really low on wine and I was like you're on your own and she was laughing (laughs) but but I was like it's not happening I was like sorry that's where I they they close
0: the liquor stores baby (laughs) you're on you're on
1: (laughs) yeah Nope, (laughs) but let me say, let me say, and I don't know if this is still going to be a thing, uh, when this airs or if they'll have changed their policies or what it is, but my trick, and I told you guys is, uh, fresh direct orders. You can't get a time slot right now for a fresh direct order. That's like my kind of grocery delivery company of choice. You, if you wake up at midnight, there will be time slots open for a week in advance, like and they go extremely fast. So my trick is to fill my fresh direct cart, wake up at midnight, hit order, and then knowing I have knowing I have groceries coming in five or six days is really comforting. So that's just a trick if I wanted to share if anybody needs it. But um what was the other thing I was gonna say that's really comforting? My daughter I found out because I've been paying it so much more attention to her, <laughs> she's yeah. here all the time. Um, is that she's like a horror film fan, and like I kind of knew that about her already, but she is like re- she really loves that genre. Like she wants to be scared, Ooh, I and like she wants that. to. So we watched Jaws, all three Jaws. Nice. <laughs> and that's been really fun, like going back and showing her classic uh-huh. movies. So that's another thing you can do. Um, like I don't know if you have a teenager, show her, show her sixteen candles, show her. Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club. Do you know how – I actually found this
0: interesting the other day. They were talking about how, you know, we always joke that movies in the 80s were, like, that are rated PG are not, like, PG movies today. Like, there's a lot of things that are a little problematic in that. But I did see – they said why that is that way is because they didn't have a PG-13 rating until 1984 when the movie Red Dawn came out. That was the first movie to get a PG-13 rating. Before that, it was only either, it was either PG or rated R. And so there was a movie that came out right before Red Dawn and people complained about how it wasn't appropriate. And so, but it wasn't necessarily what they considered an R rating. So that was why the movie Red Dawn came out with PG-13. So there's just a little bit of trivia for you, which I thought was kind of super cool. So I think it's so funny that like PG-13
1: movies are allowed to say the F word. Yeah, one word.
0: time. You get it one time.
1: <laughs> they get one well-placed F word. It that, used to not be pick.
0: that way, though. Because like a couple of years ago, they had it, and there was a movie. I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. But they're discussing it in the movie, and the guy says, you know, to get an R rating, all you gotta do is say fuck one time. And they're like, really? And that movie in the movie that they did that that movie got an r rating because they said that f word one time and they said it right then when they were giving that example and so that movie got an r rating and i thought that was really fun
1: okay let me let's talk about Seta j okay i'm gonna read her bio really quick and then i'm gonna tell you about the books of hers that are free this week Okay, so Seta J is the author of the popular Guardians of the Realm series. She's garnered attention and rave reviews in the paranormal romance world for writing smart, slightly innocent heroines, and intense alpha males. She loves creating stories that incorporate a strong plot with a heavy dose of heat. An avid reader her entire life, her love of romance started at a far too early age with the bodice rippers she stole from her older sister. Along with reading, she loves animals, brunch dates, coffee that is really more French vanilla creamer. Yeah, no, no She's our girl. Questionable reality television. <laughs> 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 English murder mysteries and yes. has dreams of traveling mm-hmm. the world. Born a California girl, she currently resides in North Carolina with her incredibly supportive husband. Hey, ta-
0: hey uh, let me- I said Tessa. Hey, Tessa. Hey, Tessa. I'm waving at you. Hey. <laughs> she's in North Carolina. She loves to... She loves to hear
1: from readers, so feel free to ask her questions on social media or send her an email and she will happily reply. Yay! Yay that's a good I bio. Love her. Okay, so we're gonna play the first half of Slake His Thirst, but first I wanted to tell you that there's a connected book called Destined to Crave, and it's 99 cents. So I will read that blurb to you after we play the first half of Slake His Thirst so that you know what you can go out and grab. Um, if you want to stay in this world and and read a little bit more about it, there's a book. The first book in this series is 99 cents. So should we go Let's ahead? Let's do it? it. Okay. Talk to you on the other
0: side. Bye. Show. Bye.
3: This is Slay His Thirst by Seta J. Read for you by Kit Swan and Kurt Bonham.
4: Chapter One. Lucius. Lucius gripped the stone balustrade as he sent his senses out to the jungle and down the sheer jagged cliffs to the rough seas below his suite. The dense forest was bathed in silver moonlight, and nothing that shouldn't have been there lurked in the shadows. Something had drawn him outside. Twin dots of crimson caught his eye, and the faint whisper of sulfur drifted in the breeze that brushed over his bare chest. The hellhound was close to his side of the resort, which meant a new guest had arrived. The beasts prowled the island until called to scan any new guests for malicious intent. No one was allowed entry to the exclusive resort without their inspection. He stalked to the other side of the balcony, where he could see the point where the jungle edged the secluded corner of the Gothic-inspired resort. The horizon was a soft layer of blues and purples, the perfect time to impress a new arrival. He shifted his gaze from the darkening skies to the stone terrace where guests were teleported in. He noted the sleek black blur of a hellhound bounding back into the tree line. A blonde stood with a single guard, who would have overseen the hound's task. Lucius tilted his head and wondered who she was. She seemed to have arrived alone. The mortal guests who paid exorbitant fees for the pleasure of consorting with his kind usually brought an entourage. Even from a distance, he could see that the woman was beautiful. The soft waves of her long blonde hair whipped around smooth skin, and her snug jeans and low-cut top clung to slight curves. Had she come here to live out some vampire fantasy? There were a lot of pleasurable rooms inside for just that. As a rule, immortals were far more sexual than humans, so the carnal activities of mortals rarely raised an eyebrow for them. Immortal males had once been ruled by sex. They'd needed it to maintain their strength, which meant thousands of years of experience and experimentation. He thanked fuck that particular curse had lifted with all the divine power released to save the world over three decades ago. Until then, humans had been unaware of the existence of magic, so the fact that gods and creatures of their highly inaccurate myths were real had come as an even greater shock. Gods and warriors fought and saved the world, and their battles had streamed over mortal media. Some of mankind were adapting well to all the new magic, but others struggled, fearing what they didn't understand. It would likely take another 50 years or more for them to come to terms with such a radical new existence. Until then, he and his brethren kept to themselves when in the mortal realm. The disparity between the populations of mortals and immortals was too great to ignore. There were two gods and immortals with numbers in the hundreds, versus mortals, both human and magea, mortals with inherited magical abilities, with populations in the billions. Immortals were stronger and more powerful, as well as ancient enough to see the value in balancing public relations while safeguarding their interactions with mortals. Lucius's father had opened Slake Resort mere years after the end, and the venue had gone a long way toward showing humans that immortals weren't the monsters under the bed. His race seemed to attract the most interest from mortals, but the similarities to vampires were superficial. They did have fangs, as well as light sensitivity that came with excellent night vision, and they were skilled in telepathy. But Alethea weren't dead. They didn't drink blood unless it was to gain someone's memories. And they certainly didn't sparkle. The woman looked up and directly at him at that moment. And he felt the air still for a single beat. He breathed in the salty air as if her scent would come to him. The wind shifted suddenly, blowing toward her. He tracked her movements until she disappeared from his line of sight, wondering why he was so drawn to her. The stone railing crackled before he realized he'd tightened his hold. Without even glancing at the security schematics he'd been drawing up, he stalked to his room and changed from the soft cotton pants he'd put on after his shower into jeans and a black t-shirt. In seconds, he moved back through his sitting area and out the door, unsure what he meant to do. Soft light bathed the hallway lined with antique tables and ancient tapestries. He nodded at the guards he passed on his way to the main floor. He wanted to see her. Before he made it to his destination, his sister turned down the corridor, heading in his direction. Some odd instinct said to keep going. But he hadn't seen her yet. He'd gone straight to his suite when he'd returned from the immortal realm. He smiled as they met at the entrance to the security room. Kaya's auburn hair was back in a ponytail, and she wore a sleek black suit that signaled she was on duty. I thought you were with father for the next week. Is he back too? Her beautiful features were a mask of calm, but it was a lie. He eyed her closely. What are you up to, Kaya? His little sister had never been able to hide things from him. So why was she attempting just that? Kaya's eyes flashed, and he saw the hint of a fang peek out over her bottom lip. His lips twitched, but he didn't smile at the sign of frustration she hadn't mastered masking in all the thousands of years she'd lived. A part of him hoped she never grew out of it. The odd compulsion to see the new guest hounded him. But it would have to wait. At the moment, he needed to see what trouble his sister had gotten into while she'd been in charge. I hate when you do that. There was a small growl in her tone. Since you'll dig until you figure it out, I'll tell you. I authorized a visit from Callista's sister. He frowned. The snake dancer? He brought up a mental image of long, dark braids and chocolate skin. He was aware that his sister had formed a friendship with the female entertainer. A part of him wondered at the magic the Majea wielded. Callista was able to enthrall an entire room full of deadly snakes while dancing. Tell me about the sister, he said, as he stepped into the security room at Kaya's side. Screens filled the walls with video surveillance of the entire resort, the clubs, the corridors and entrances, and the jungles beyond. He didn't believe in overkill, and had designed the security with both magic and technology. She didn't reply. What aren't you saying? He wasn't in the mood to dig up the information himself, so he leaned back against a desk and pinned her with a look. Callista's sister used to be a bounty hunter. Used to be. She owns a bar in New Orleans now. Majea policed their own, as did immortals and humans. He crossed his arms over his chest, taking a deep breath. There were defined no-entry parameters to protect their guests and themselves. Bounty hunters, ex or otherwise, should automatically have been denied access to the island. I'm guessing you didn't just authorize her entry. She's already here, he said with a hard stare. Yes, and I've made arrangements to have her watched the entire time, even though Callista gave her word her sister wouldn't cause any trouble. Are there any guests with a price on their head? Background checks weeded out that kind of thing, so he doubted they had a problem there unless someone else authorized a special guest. There are not? That's why I didn't see a problem. Bounty hunters were damned mercurial, and he could only imagine what kind of trouble one could get into when they were surrounded by the rich and famous of their world. He rubbed the bridge of his nose. Show me everything you have on the woman. Chapter
3: 2 Sage. A soft tremor slid over Sage's nerve endings. She rubbed her bare arms, even though the breeze was far from cold. Who is that man? Not just a man, he was a vampire, or Alethia. She'd seen the metallic silver sheen to his eyes, even though he'd been standing half naked on a balcony three stories up. Had she imagined a sexy, masculine scent in the air? She didn't have enhanced senses, so it was likely her mind toying with her. He'd held her in his gaze, or at least it had felt that way. Jesus, what would have happened if she'd been close enough to see everything? All she'd caught was the sheen of his eyes, his short, dark hair, and tanned, tattooed skin. She wondered what the hell was wrong with her. She instinctually checked her mental wards, feeling as if her skin was suddenly too tight. He hadn't gotten into her head. She would have felt the intrusion into her mind. She breathed a little easier once she and her mostly silent escort slash bellhop, Nico, rounded the corner, and she gained her first look at the soaring towers of the castle before her. Giant stone gargoyles stood sentry on either side of the wide stone steps. The place was impressive, very vampiresque, but with incredible views of lush jungle and angry seas crashing along the rock cliffs. The place was gorgeous, dark, and so very full of magic. The grounds hummed with it. Two story high carved wooden doors swung wide, and Sage made out her sister's silhouette. Tension she hadn't realized she'd been carrying seemed to fall away. Did you kiss the ground like I did after my first teleport? Callista asked, humor sparkling in her golden eyes. Her sister was dark to Sage's light. Callista's skin was a smooth, dark chocolate and her long mass of hair was in thick braids weaving down her bare shoulders and back. A jet black King Cobra comfortably settled beneath the braids. Lines of blue marked the scaled body running over one of her shoulders and twining over the long black dress Callista wore. I considered it. Not really. She'd been too busy trying not to vomit to kiss the ground. She was grateful her escort hadn't called her out about it, He'd kindly allowed her to get herself together before calling the hell-beast to scan her intent. The scent of sulfur hadn't helped the nausea, but it had been over quickly. She pulled Callista into a hug. The tension that rolled off Nico was priceless. The man was likely worried about the deadly snake. How sweet. Sage wasn't worried in the slightest. Jeff's scales slithered over her cheek beneath the weight of her sister's hair. She felt his hooded head loop around the back of her neck and knew from experience that his tongue was darting out around her hair. She smiled. Her sister smelled of spiced rum and home. Her braids slid over Sage's cheek, and Sage took a moment for Callista's warmth to filter into her. After breaking the hug and Jeff's hold, they stood grinning at each other before Callista looped their arms together. You obviously meant Nico. He's going to keep a close eye on you this week. Her sister waggled her eyebrows playfully at the man in question, and he winked back. Sage had guessed he was more guard dog than fancy hotel greeter. A greeter would have actually spoken a word or two. He seemed to have found his voice. Don't cause trouble, I'd hate to send you home early. Sage offered the sweetest, most innocent smile. I promise to be good. She'd been well-versed in the rules of her stay. Along with her luggage, he also held a million legal agreements she'd had to sign to get this far. Causing trouble was the last thing on her mind. Taking a real vacation, seeing her sister, and figuring out what she wanted to do with the rest of her life while drinking cocktails and possibly ending her dry spell were her sole intentions. It would be pointless to say it, though. They would still watch her every move. Nico made a noise that said he didn't believe her. He was making her very interested in what all their background checks had uncovered. Her thoughts trailed off when they stepped onto polished marble, and she caught sight of a three-story carved wood staircase that curved up to a view of painted ceilings. A crowd of beautiful people mingled with vampires. The glitz and glitter wowed. Your stuff will be put in your room, and remember, you will be watched. Have a nice visit. Wow, she warranted two warnings from a man who could probably gut her in the time it took her to blink. Oddly, it boosted her ego. The hellhound dismissing her so quickly had frankly been a little pride crushing. It's amazing, right? I was with my boss when you got here. They extended my contract for an entire year. Callista's voice peaked at the end of the sentence. Excitement radiated from her sister. It was infectious enough to make Sage smile. Alethea gave her and her sister appreciative glances, but as gorgeous as they were, no one caught her eye. She felt off. Her nerves were on edge. She breathed through it, trying to focus on Callista's news. Tell me everything. Let's go to the conservatory. I know that's what you really came to see. There wasn't any real pout in the words. Her sister was too busy riding the high of her good news to be unhappy about anything. You're right, I have absolutely no interest in your happiness. I'm only here for the plants. She deadpanned. Her sister pinched her playfully. In minutes, Sage would be standing in the rarest gardens in the world, and the thought sent a thrill through her bloodstream. Chapter 3 Sage Walking through the interior of the castle-inspired resort had been a wild ride. Every detail was artistically placed to impress. Modern technology and luxuries hid beneath the beauty and magic as if she'd been transported into another time. She could get lost staring at the wall of glass separating guests from what looked like the bottom of the sea. Mermaids twined together in a seductive dance that showed off bare breasts and the iridescent blues and purples of their tails. Every step into the world Slake had mastered had been magical, but absolutely nothing compared to the sight before her. Magic slid over her skin, raising the fine hairs on her arms as she gawked at the sprawling indoor gardens, It was a forest of lush green, with reds, pinks, blues, and yellows peeking from the shadows. Different plant species ranged for what felt like a mile, bathed in the silver moonlight streaking through glass ceilings. Some of the trees swayed nearly a hundred feet high. Fountains trickled around her, lit by street lamps that trailed down stone paths, It called to her, drawing her forward into the beauty. Her heart rate accelerated with all the magic reaching for her. It was intense. You love it, don't you? We have the space to ourselves for the next couple of hours. Her sister squeezed her arm a little as they walked. Sage closed her gaping mouth and grinned. It's amazing. They must really love you here for anyone to let me come for a visit. Does that mean your power to charm serpents has moved to sexy immortals? They treat me like royalty and pay me almost as much. It makes doing shows six and seven days a week well worth it. They even give me private access to the conservatory for a couple hours a day to let the snakes stretch and explore. Just think, you could see this all the time if you were my assistant. Sage snorted as she watched Jeff slither down Callista's body and drop before disappearing into the foliage. It's cute that you think they'd let me stay that long. Sage bumped her with a hip. I'm so proud of you, and I wish I had an ounce of your talent so I could live here a while too. I'll just have to be so good they let me visit more. She would give a lung to be in that place every day. Hell, she'd give both lungs and her liver. They might not want the liver, but she was more than willing to offer. Have you thought about what you want to do? Callista asked. I know you're bored of the bar. Running the flying jig had been fun for the first year, but it had grown monotonous with its flaky bartenders, bar fights, and paperwork. So much paperwork. It made money, though, so she kept doing it. Still, life was short. I'll figure something out. I don't know what I want to do yet. She was having trouble concentrating on their conversation. It was as if she was being pulled along a string, leading them deeper down one of the paths and over a trickling stream. Who'd you get to watch the place? Did you guys finally get a good manager? Or did you get Ash to stop hunting bad guys long enough to keep an eye on things? Sage's lips twitched. Her friends and business partners were useless in running the place. Jade is there. Callista's laughter rang to the ceiling. Sage's grin curved a little evilly as she imagined her best friend dealing with the place. Jade was used to moving around, hunting Majea gone bad. Her friend wasn't used to staying in the same place for a week, dealing with people she couldn't hurt or hand over for a check. As they strolled the path, Sage's fingers grazed the plants that all seemed to be reaching for her. She'd never experienced anything like it. I guess the problem solves itself if Jade burns the place to the ground. I hope you have good insurance. I upped the coverage before I left. The fact that she wasn't lying made it all the more humorous. Are you thinking of bounty hunting again? Sage snorted. (laughs) No. At 20, It had been exciting and dangerous, but after living that life for years, she held a far different view. Really bad guys never wanted to go back to jail. They fought hard and dirty, so she had to watch her back constantly. She also learned to hate bad takeout and stakeouts. She absently rubbed her chest before sliding her fingers back along the vines. The magic from the plants seemed to flow inside her, bathing her in warmth. You could always help the moms. Callista cackled a little under her breath. She shot a glare in her sister's direction. You're not even a little funny. Their moms had married when Callista was three and Sage was five. After Callista left home eight years ago, their moms had turned the family home, deep in the Louisiana swamps, into a Majea retreat of sorts, There was far too much kale and nakedness for any child, even a fully grown one, to be subjected to. Maybe if you stay at Slake long enough, you'll find a sexy immortal, and he'll take you as his mate for all eternity, her sister said with a lusty sigh. If not, at the very least, you can end your dry spell with a bang. You won't go back to sex with a mere mortal after you leave. All responses died on Sage's lips when they came to a stone statue in the center of four sectioned areas. She slipped away from her sister's hold to crouch and read the first marker. As if in a daze, she got up and circled the statue, reading each description set in the earth. The gardens represented the center of the realms of earth, heaven, hell, and even plants from the immortal realm. All were so different, even in the arrays of green. Leaves caressed her skin, and she closed her eyes at the sensation. Sage? Her sister's voice sounded far away. I've never seen plants react like this. Sage couldn't answer. She felt the vines and leaves sliding over her arms and face, felt the hum of magic as she drank it in. Power lifted her hair, and a soft melody played somewhere in her mind. It was so beautiful that she nearly cried. She'd never felt so weightless or powerful. She gave herself over to it, allowing it to carry her.
4: Chapter 4 Lucius It seemed that his mystery woman and the ex-bounty hunter, his sister, had allowed onto the island, were one and the same. Sage Lawrence's movements were being tracked on one of the screens in front of him. Kaya had cued the facial recognition to track the woman's every movement from camera to camera before Sage had even arrived. Knowing his sister had planned ahead eased his mind. You let in a risk factor but you prepared. Nice. You managed to chastise and compliment my abilities all in the same sentence. Thank you, big brother, but I am more than capable of taking care of this. You can move along now. Lucius forced his gaze from Sage's movements to shoot his sister a look. He wouldn't be leaving until he knew everything about the situation. That wasn't his only reason but it would have been enough to keep him there. He heard Kaya huff and stalk off, but he didn't stop. He wasn't sure what about Sage Lawrence drew him in. It wasn't her beauty or her delectable body as much as something he couldn't put his finger on. The woman had a playful spark in her eyes when she looked at her sister, and she moved with the seductive grace of a cat. How someone with her background managed to somehow stay carefree and light was a mystery. There was nothing about her that said she was even a little jaded. The files stated that she'd grown up deep in the swamps of Louisiana, and that her mother had married Callistas when the children were very young. He tapped his fingers on the desk in front of him while thinking of the growing Louisiana swamplands the ecosystem that had thrived after the world almost ended. He'd gone there several times over the years. The area had been known to produce unique abilities in its inhabitants. He glanced back to check Sage and Callista's movements. It surprised him that Callista hadn't taken her sister to catch up at one of the bars or clubs. Instead, they'd gone to the conservatory. He knew what had drawn his mystery woman to the gardens. The details of her powers were in the dossier. As a magea with strength centered on plants and the earth, she had to have been excited for an opportunity to see Flora from realms she would likely never visit. There were strict rules set for mortals wanting to travel to heaven, hell, or the immortal realm. The guardians of the world set restrictions and controlled access. Most of his kind didn’t trust the Magea’s growing power or what they might become capable of. Humanity had a long history of destroying things they feared or didn't understand, and the Magea were basically the evolved version of mankind. He scanned more of the file, and found that Sage also had skills pertaining to breaking wards, which would have come in handy for a bounty hunter, or a thief, though he hadn't found any criminal records in the file. An inexplicable wave of tension tightened his chest, and he glanced at the screen, watching her movements. She and her sister were in the gardens. At first glance, things seemed fine, but then he saw that they weren't. Get a healer to the conservatory, now! He barked the order while tearing from the room.
1: Hey, we're back. Hey. hey okay so seta j has a series called guardians of the realm and all the uh, uh, the first three books in that series are all free this week only and like the rest of the series are all in Kindle unlimited so it's really a no-brainer you should go grab it the first book is called ecstasy unbound um so yeah guardians of the realm by seta j free all this week only and destined to crave is 99 cents it's based in the same world as this podcast book. So I'm going to read you the blurb really fast. The descendant of two almighty gods and a guardian of earth. Eric Reich is born of immense power, yet no amount of strength or skill can save him from the curse that tore him away from his first and only love turned into a shadowy assassin. He wields the demons bound to his soul with the ruthlessness of a blade for nearly a decade. He searched for the key to free himself all the while watching over and dangerously craving the beautiful mate who believes he, she's she's driven him away. Lucy is a born protector, a trait of her guardian lineage. When her greatest gift was torn from her, leaving a gaping hole in her soul. She refuses to allow a young Reich, her known mate to suffer the same dire consequences. Her fear forces her to make a haunting decision. And with a grave threat, she crushes him demanding that they part for a decade. It is the years past she can feel him watching her from the shadows, conjuring wild fantasies that make her ache for him to finally end their torment. As time ticks toward the decade mark, dark forces rush to descend. Will Reich's secret and relentless need to protect Lucy condemn them to a hopeless destiny of constant craving? Or will Lucy bind them for all eternity, no matter the violent threat to her very soul? Warning, this title contains dirty talk, bad language, and erotically charged scenes meant to scorch your e-reader. I
0: think if you're a fan of Mila Vane, if you listen to her on the podcast, if you like the fantasy of like Nalina, uh, yeah, if you like any of those, Seta is an amazing world builder. And I've said that from day one, like she writes these really epic, Beautiful stories where you don't feel like you're super overwhelmed with details. She just brings you in and tells you these great stories that are amazing and you get a lot of bang for your buck with her. So there you go.
1: Agreed. Also, if you go to readmeromance.com setta Seta is giving away a fifty dollar gift card for What? Amazon. Yeah, fifty bones. I'm getting in on that, that
0: right shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Um, and we'll be back on Friday with more. We'll
0: see you then. Bye. All right. Oh wait. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. I almost forgot. I did. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book. That's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me
2: romance.